Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome back to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I am the host. <laughs> I am the founder of Batcat Media Group, home of Dream, Plan, Start, Grow. And today I have with me Jack Schulman, executive producer of Batcat Media Group. So he and I are in business together and we live together. So he's also fiance. So I thought today would be an interesting story because Jack had his own production company uh, that just did video production prior to us getting together in a relationship. So when you had JVM Productions, when did you start that? Well, it started out as Jack's videos when I first incorporated in 2000. And then I changed directions and it became Jack's Video and Multimedia Group. And then it became JVM Productions. Went through a bunch of different changes. Okay, and what did you primarily do under JVM Productions, the last entity of it? Well, for that, JVM Productions did mostly sizzle reels, AV for conferences, uh, a lot of TV commercials. That was basically where I was back then, more so than, more that than just uh, internet stuff like I do now. Yeah, I think the market was a little different even 10 years ago than it is now. I don't think video... Video was becoming more important on the internet, but it wasn't where it is today, where it's like right. extremely important, probably the, the most important thing on uh, internet marketing and uh, social media at this point in time. No, well, when I first started back in the 90s, 1992, when I got my first video camera, we were still working in standard definition and VHS <laughs> tape. When I went to school, because uh, after leaving the music business, I went, to, uh, I went back to college and learned video production. And we learned editing on a, a beta machine. So we had Betamax. And then we moved over to VHS. Uh, and then, you know, boom, boom, boom. Now we're on these little itty bitty cards, these SD cards. <laughs> Crazy. Well, Everything's yeah. getting smaller except phones. Yeah, well, it depends <laughs> on the phone. Some phones get smaller, but you just like to jumbo, the jumbo phones. So. I like a big screen. <laughs> so when we started dating, I know you still had JVM Productions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I had at the time uh, BCOSF Media and Business Consultants of South Florida, which is before we rebranded. So how did you decide to kind of join forces with what is now Bad Cat Media Group? Oh, because you are a very strong woman <laughs> and because you manipulated me and <laughs> led me into the direction you wanted me to go and it seemed beneficial to me, so I just let it happen. And I, yeah, I look back and- manipulation. Hmm? I'm talking to my audience, not oh. you. <laughs> anyway, no regrets, so. <laughs> so today, it's Bad Cat Media Group. We rebranded last year, um, taking three divisions into one, which is Bad Cat Media Group, um, which is also what Dream Plan Start Grow is under from the business coaching and podcast production side. So what's your favorite aspect of what you do today? 
my favorite aspect of what I do today. I like playing music. I like being up on stage. I like being in front of the camera more than I like being behind the camera. But I make more money behind the camera and I think I look better behind the camera. So <laughs> that's why I do what I do today. So you like being, so how about music production? Because one of our services under Batcat Media Group is obviously video production and music production. So, um, and I know you like the creative side of video as opposed to, you know, while there's the talking head videos, which are simpler videos, uh, more like this podcast, you like some of the explosive videos. Talking and, heads. <laughs> and creating, you know, more of a experience in video, I guess. Well, I like, I like to be creative. Um, I like to create. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to build little models. I was building little models, plastic models. So I always liked to create. When I had my first recording studio, I actually built all the recording studio furniture, not realizing it was so heavy I couldn't move it. So when I moved out from where I was, I had to leave it all. But um, you know, so it's the same with music. I love I love writing music. I love working with other people on their music. I like to produce along with them. Some of them are a little tough because some people have it in their head exactly how they want to do it. And you can't always tell what it is they want. And that can be pretty frustrating because then you feel like you're being micromanaged if you want to help produce something that you think, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard. It's hard to draw the line between what the artist wants, what the audience, what the audience wants, and I feel like I know what the audience wants. Uh, audience. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> what the audience wants. Yeah, it's um, the artist wants something, the audience wants something. It's up to me to try to bring it together and make it something that the audience wants, but the artist wants as well. And sometimes that's hard to do because everybody has a different idea of what they want. We're all individuals and it really comes through in music production. More so I find in music production than video production. Well, probably because you're dealing with other artists. I'm dealing with so artists. You're an artist, they're an artist, and now you've got two different creative minds, like sometimes conflicting and sometimes on the same page. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. yeah. So what's from owning a business, what was your biggest challenge in owning your own business? What was my biggest challenge in owning it? Mm -hmm. The administrative side, <laughs> the left brain stuff. I was, as Allison knows, I am very unorganized. I know where everything is <laughs> because I put it there. Most of the time. Well, for most of the time. Okay, so sometimes <laughs> I may lose something. But, um, you know, my, my mind is everywhere and it's like, I'm always creating and because I'm always creating, I feel like if I'm in creative mode, I can't stop and do this. I can't stop and do that. But this is the business side that has to get done. So Allison always has to get on to me about that bit because I'm busy creating and she loves doing the administrative side. That's what she's really good at. She's. I don't know about love, but uh, well, that's, it's a necessary you, thing that you have to do in business. So yeah. And she's better at it than I am. So. You know, basically we were working together, then we were living together. It's like, why have two separate businesses when they were so intertwined? So I figured we'd become business partners, but considering the fact that she's smarter than me, she ended up signing the CEO line and demoted me to executive producer. 
But it sounds nice, executive producer. But still, I have to call her a boss. And well, you did join my company, so. Yeah, except she takes it home with her. Oh yeah, that's right, we're living in your house too. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of my house and my business for her. I like good her choice. a little bit, okay? <laughs> you made a good choice. I did. I, I mean, I really don't have, other than the fact that she's very bossy, um, I don't have any complaints. I'm a strong female, type A. Yeah, very much so. so. But one of the things I wanted to touch on today, which I thought might be interesting to someone either wanting to start a business or someone in business, is working together with someone you're also living with. Because I think that can be can be challenging for you, can be challenging for me as well, of not taking certain things home with you. You know, because you and I both tend to work longer hours and tend to I mean, I'm always thinking business ideas, even when I'm at home, I could be watching something on TV or reading a book and I think of something, I have to write it down before I forget the, forget what I'm actually thinking about. Um, you know, in the middle of the night, if I wake up and think about something, then I've got to actually grab my phone and jot it down real quick so I don't forget it by morning. So, um, but I know sometimes that relationship can be hard to have those two things intertwined and really keeping them separate to some degree is a necessity. So what's been, you know, the best part of that for you? What's been the best part of that for me? <sighs> hmm. Putting him on the spot. Well, I used to work in corporate America for many, many years. And I noticed that, uh, <sighs> If you slept with the boss, you got special treatment. So I have to say that's probably, you know, one of the better benefits. <laughs> so it's not just, I mean, I think you have to be aware of the two different relationships and um, make sure you adjust and learn from different experiences as well. So, you know, like, I try, I mean, I do my best to try and separate from things at home, which doesn't always work, clearly. No, it doesn't. Um, but there's times where I am turned off. And so if all of a sudden, you know, you say something like, hey, we need to do this, and it's like 9 o'clock at night, and I'm a morning person, then, like, I can't compute that at that point in time. And vice versa, if I say to you, like, at 7.30 in the morning, <laughs> something you're not computing, and even though I've been up for three hours, and he's not quite awake. No. So you have to also figure out how to come up to, with those compromises in the situations as well to make sure that, you know, one relationship, whether it's business or personal, doesn't suffer due to the other relationship. Don't you think? Mm, yeah, I get it. I agree. And what was the question? <laughs> now you forgot the question? No, I was saying that you have to come up with certain compromises so, you know, like whether it's a compromise on the personal side or a compromise on the business side, so basically those two things don't interact negatively together. Well, I mean, with us, it's like we both work a lot. We're both passionate about what we do. We both have a home office and an office here, a studio at home and a studio here. So it's like we can work together and not work together 
So it's not like I really see a whole lot of you. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I don't see you for days. It's, I mean, except in passing. Wow. Like, oh, well, that would be all week. Except for when you need me. <laughs> when you need me to film you, then that's when I see you most. You yeah. see me all, I mean, you saw uh, me this morning before I left to come to the office. So I typically work from our office. He if he's editing, he typically works from a home, his home office and home studio. And then if he's filming, then he's here in studio. So oftentimes when he's filming, it's either, you know, or he's filming out at like a client's um, space, office space or something on-site. like that. Yeah, there we go. On site. Or is so, it off site? On site. It's on site. Um, so, but you know, the, the key off-site. thing is oftentimes we don't you know, we won't see each other during the day, you know, which I think also is helpful because it doesn't, you know, we're not right on top of each other and you're not in this office, like at the desk right over there. And, um, you know, you may want music in the background. I, I may not want music in the background. So there's not any kind of conflict from that side. Well, I always have music or talking going on because I'm editing or I'm mixing. Right. So there's always sound. Yeah. Regardless. And and you don't like that sound, so I have to isolate <laughs> myself from you. But I use headphones a lot, so, you know. Well, because sometimes if I'm writing something and I start hearing someone speaking, then I start, like, writing whatever I'm hearing. So, um, <laughs> hence why I don't listen to music if I'm, like, writing, like, an email or something like that. If I'm, like, doing website work, then I can listen to music or podcast or whatever because it's not – I'm not typing something in. So, for me, it's just – kind of separating those two. Yeah. And I get the part where if you're writing something, you hear something, you start writing it. Because I can imagine if I'm writing a song and I hear you and it's like I'm writing something like maybe I see, <laughs> I hear the waves crashing against the beach and I open the Word document to page 37. And, <laughs> and those words don't work in the song. So then I have to start over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The, where he even went with that one. I'm not normal. <laughs> no, definitely not normal. Um, so what's been the biggest challenge of working together? Uh, your bossiness. Um, I mean, I do let it go in one ear and out the other, but still, <laughs> you know, it's still that thing. Um, there really aren't any really major challenges except working together. If I want to take a day off of work, of course, she's going to know. <laughs> it's not like I can just say. Well, any boss would know whether it's me or is it you're working for someone else. It's you... been so long since I've worked. For, I've, I've had my business for so long, so I haven't had to worry about bosses. So I figure if I'm going to have a boss, it's going to be someone that I at least have. You know, she, she's not really my boss. She thinks she's my boss. That's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Okay. I do what I want to do. She likes to tell me what to do. And if I want to do it, I do it. But if I don't want to do it, you know, it's funny. If I don't want to do something, she's not a nag. She doesn't nag me to do it. I mean, unless it's something that needs to be fixed around the house, in which case she <laughs> nags and nags and nags. I'm like, you know, if you leave me alone, I'll have it done within six months. You know, it's not a big deal. You know? Yeah, that's what I have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think the other thing is we both love to learn new things. So I think mm. that's another, um, you know, thing that we are syner- synergistic about, um, if that's a word. What was the word you just synergistic. made up? Synergistic. Synergistic. Lauren, can you look that up? Synergistic. 
We have synergy in that arena, which is the point. So we recently joined a, a year-long mastermind called Turn It Up. There you go, right there. Turn it up. So, you guys know who you are. Craig and Ken. Um, <laughs> so we recently joined a year-long mastermind, and I know we're both looking to get similar yet different things out of it. Because I think, you know, I, Jack is working on a TV show that he's launching. Uh, I'm working on ideas to build out the coaching practice, build out the YouTube channel that goes with that, as well as build out um, additional business for Dream Plant, uh, for Batcat Media Group. Um, you know, so it's really trying to, you know, one of the challenges I see is really trying to like bring all those visions together, you know, and I, um, I see this as a great opportunity to work with people outside of us and our business, because oftentimes you need that outside opinion because you're too close to what you're doing. So working with Ken and Craig and then the rest of the Turn It Up group gives us that opportunity to get the outside help and suggestions uh, that may help us turn it up. Yeah, and it is a great group because it's a group of successful entrepreneurs. So it's really great because everybody brings something to the table. And I have to admit, I, I love the group. Um, the person who started it, one of them, Craig Duswalt. It's funny because we both met Craig at the same time we met each other. <laughs> at a women's conference where he was one of the speakers. She was one of the attendees and I was doing AV. And that was for WPN, the Women's Prosperity Network. That's where we met. And we just met in passing, that was it. And Craig and I worked together that uh, on some things. And you know, he was the one, he taught me some things about marketing on YouTube, which did wonders for me for years until YouTube changed this algorithm. <laughs> and then Ken comes along and Ken's his partner, and now Ken is giving me hints on how to do the things that I used to do to make sure that all my videos came up together. So it's just a really good group, and just everybody in it has something they bring to the table. Some of the, just a great group. I, I don't know how else to say it. So I'll just say it. It's a great group. <laughs> <laughs> but did I, I think, say it's a great group? <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. Um, but I think that's one of the key things in the entrepreneurial journey is that you know, if you're not learning, like you're basically then stagnant and you're not really going anywhere. And I think you and I both share that love of learning and love of learning new things. We may be learning different things, yeah. um, but those different things can complement each other. And they do. Well. You learn one side of the business, I learn the other side, and it just flows together. That's the thing that really works with us is that she does one thing, I do the other. Sometimes they crisscross, but for the most part, everything gets covered. I've never, ever had that kind of working relationship with someone before or a personal relationship with someone before. I mean, I mean, just you're just a very different type of person. <laughs> I've never met anyone else unique. like you. Yeah, you're very unique. <laughs> Mostly that's unique good. Unique in a good way. <laughs> Mostly. Don't listen to him. <laughs> so, Talk to us a little bit about the TV show you are getting ready to launch. Whew. This thing has been changing a lot. This is an idea that I've had for years, but I could never get around to doing it because I've never really had a team around me that I could do it with. And I'm always busy working for to do other people's projects. I never have time to work on my own. And um, I also have music projects, my own music project, my own band. 
So basically, I've been trying to put energy into the band, energy into the TV show, and then energy into my clients' projects and saving some energy for her and my 18-year-old uh, uh, rebellious daughter. So um, anyways, <laughs> um, but the TV show has, the idea has changed dramatically. I wanted to do something like The Tonight Show, something like, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon, you know, Stephen Colbert, that sort of Tonight Show thing uh, where you have interviews, you bring guests in for interviews, you have music entertainment, uh, com comedy entertainment, but it takes a team to do that. And I was trying to put it together by myself and it just wasn't coming together. And then I'm putting the energy into the music. So I had to figure out how to bring the music and the show together. I think what I'm going to do is a music show and interviewing people in the entertainment business. So going in that direction was Allison interviews people more as more entrepreneurs and corporate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more in the on the entertainment side and having a lot of entertainment and not just music. It could be comedians, but just things that are entertaining or controversial. Either even I've got a couple of people I want to bring in to talk to that are pretty controversial. As long so, as it's not politics. No, no politics. We're not talking <laughs> politics on my show. <laughs> no. no, I've got too many friends on both sides and. It's just been become too polarized, so no, no politics. But um, it's going to be music-based. Um, yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's, it's starting to come together. Right now, I'm working on synchronizing the audio coming through a mixer in multi-channels. And I have to synchronize that to multiple cameras. So that's all in sync and, and online. So there's, uh, and on various platforms, there are a lot of working parts and I'm just trying to pull it all together now and see where it all goes. And what's the current name of the show? Uh, Imagination TV. Imagine hyphen nation TV. Nation and TV, one word. We need to vote on that because I want to see what other people think. Well, it's... That's what I got for now, so yeah. it could change. I don't know. So and the band not out yet, so it's still and, a work in progress. Yeah, and the band is Strawberry Lane, so yes, it's a started out as a Beatles tribute band for the Beatles on the Beach Festival, the first annual Beatles on the Beach Festival. Uh, the promoter of that show, Daniel Hartwell, basically challenged me to put the put a band together and for the uh, event. Um, at the time, I was helping a buddy of mine teach a class called Adult Rock Band. So he thought, grab some kids. <laughs> One kid <laughs> and the rest of us old people. <laughs> but um, so I grabbed a couple guitar players I'd play with and uh, I had played with before. A girl drummer and one of the students, um, Kayla, who was, a fin she was really talented at the time. Now she's phenomenal. Um, so, but that fell apart, then got back together, then COVID you know, came and destroyed everything. And my drummer and I got back together and we've been having, you know, going through guitar players and singers. We got one of our older singers back and uh, now we, we're working with another one of our guitar players, but uh, that's uh, temporary. Um, yeah, we're good friends, but we want to do different things. So, hey, what can you do? But anyway. That's the band that I'm trying to put together or keep together for this show. And then basically it'll grow organically. See what kind of responses we get, where the comments come from and whatever. And those comments will help build the show so that it's a show that the people want. So 
if I can have, like, while we're doing the show, if people are commenting, it'll help me direct it more to give the people, more in the direction to where I can give the people what they want. Because I think it's, it's really all about the audience anyway. If we're performing, it's for the people that are coming to see us. That's what we're performing. I mean, I might be performing because I enjoy it, but I'm not going to enjoy it if the people out there aren't enjoying it. So my whole thing is, you know, you make everyone else happy and the happiness, happiness comes back to you. It's kind of it's basically the law of attraction is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the good things about the show and launching the show, he is going to launch. What's the date on the launch? Oh, the date on, on the launch? On camera. Um, <laughs> uh, probably going to be uh, February 30th, 2023. <laughs> February 30th, really? Uh-huh. I want a real date. Well, where do you want to go? Sushi? No, I want a date for the launch. You, have a you date want yet? a date? Why? Why? I mean, you're with me. Why would you need to bring a date to the launch? <laughs> <sighs> so I don't understand her sometimes. But, but one of the good things about the show and you know our company is that it can also um, spark other people to do their own TV show as well because we can produce that in house in the studio here. Yes, we have a studio. We have a brick and mortar studio. Come to me. I will produce your show. And just like we're producing this, which is more of a podcast slash show, um, this interview format. But the other th great thing is it gives you different content. So even when you start your show and launch it fully, it will give him content. And I talked about this in an earlier video as well, um, give you content to use across different platforms as well. So it's a great opportunity to build content, build a brand, you know, and create what you've wanted, which is that TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> TV show. That was a cue. That was a cue for something. I, I guess I missed my cue. You missed your cue. Mr. Cue. So how has it been? Because you referenced uh, your daughter earlier, Sabrina. Um, so how has it been being an entrepreneur and having? kind of primary custody of your daughter all these years, even like before my time in here? It, being a single parent and being the primary parent uh, with a, her mother was traveling. So my daughter was with me pretty much 70, well, but probably about 80% of the time, even though we had joint custody, but I was a primary parent, but she was with me about 80% of the time. I had to changed my work model. Um, I used to travel a lot for my business and that's where the big money was, was in traveling. And I had to stop doing that because I was a single parent and the mother was traveling. So it was up to me to stay with my daughter and I had to change, I had to bring my work more local because a lot of my video productions, a lot of my video productions, I was doing a lot of production work in Vegas, some in Georgia, Orlando, Miami. Now I had to be here. Uh, so yeah, it changed a lot. I, I had to, and this was about 2009 or 10, during the recession hmm. is when I had to change the way I worked. And it was the worst time to do that. And boy, it's, it's good that I had a good investment at the time because for a while I had to live off an investment, an investment I made. So that was really tough. So being, yeah, so having a, having a child 
made it really tough to do what I wanted to do and on the, on the timeline I wanted to do it. Now she's 18. I can pretty much do whatever. Um, she's living with us half the time and living with her boyfriend the other half the time. So she's pretty, yeah, now I can do what I want. So what am I doing? <laughs> the same thing I was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> haven't changed anything, I guess so. so. But I think the main point is that I like to bring up in this show is that you were able to adapt the schedule. I had to, yeah. Um, because I, I think sometimes people don't start a business because, you know, maybe they want the security of like that nine to five, mm -hmm. they get benefits, they get, you know, a regular paycheck. And when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you are either changing your model like you did, you know, or starting a business, you know, and you don't have that regular flow of income, it becomes hard, you know, and it's a hard because you want to make sure your family is taken care of. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yes. For me, yeah, family, family comes first. Right. It does. As it should. And so. she's very good with my daughter. I mean, my daughter is like the polar opposite of Allison. <laughs> I mean, Allison's a straight-laced you know, very entrepreneurial, almost a school teacher type. My daughter is like the cool kid, you know, that has to be with the other cool kids and do all the cool stuff that's not really always cool. So it's like very, very different. And, you know, sometimes it can be difficult, but I have to say you're a champ about it. And she is too, you know, in the end, you know, she loves you. Uh, she cares all the world for you. She just doesn't want to be like you. <laughs> Well, she, that's okay. She's got to be like her. I know, but I'm just saying she has no... She's 18. Well, she's still finding herself. So yeah. that's all that we need to say on that. But, yeah. but I, you know, I think, as I said, the important thing know is... Know any more 18-year-olds? <laughs> How old are you, Lauren? 17. Yeah. Oh, she's not 18 yet. She's yeah. okay. She's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the important thing that we were talking about was, you know, that you were able to adapt and that... Um, you know, family still came first in the middle of all that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest, one of the greatest challenges. I mean, I know people I see sometimes, you know, so I don't even know how you did it some of the time. Um, but I know some people I talk to that have like two or three kids and their, you know, primary parents are like only parents or something like that. And I'm like, how did you possibly, you know, run like, and they're usually in different schedules and they're doing all these different things. And I don't even get how they run that schedule. Um, you know, you adapt, you make do, you right. do what you have to do. That's really what, what it comes yeah. down to. You do what you have to do and you find a way to do it because when kids are involved, you know, once, once you have kids, well, there's kids no way to first. really describe it. Right. It's like, yeah. Your life changes. It's like, you know, be, like before my son was born actually, uh, which was when I was, he was born when I was 25. And at that time, all I wanted to do was be a rock star. That's all <laughs> I cared about. I wanted to be a rock star. I didn't even think that I could love a child. So when my uh, girlfriend at the time got pregnant and uh, the thought of having a child, that wasn't what I wanted, but as soon as I knew she was pregnant, I was like, I'm gonna be there. That's my child. But I never realized, I never thought to myself, can I love that child? Can I love the child the way I need to? Cause I love myself so much. I knew the way I was. I wanted to rock out. I, all I cared about was being a rock star. <laughs> but when my son was born, the, my whole world changed in that second. It's like. All of a sudden, I didn't think about being a rock star. I thought about being that child's dad. Everything changed from that point on. So 
I didn't go out to LA. I stayed in New Orleans where I was married, where I ended up getting married and, um, and being with my son until uh, the recession, the, the oil recession of the 80s hit. And then I had to leave. I couldn't find any work there. I went back up to Washington, D.C., got out of the, oh. Why don't you go through the whole there, story? There's too much there's there. too much of the story. It'd be like a five-hour podcast. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need the five-hour version no. of the podcast. No, basically, I had a, a, a draft. I was a draftsman. Uh, I was a musician, but I had to make a living. <laughs> I wasn't making a living playing music. So I was a draftsman. From that, I became an oil field pipeline designer. Then I went up to D.C., became an architectural engineering designer. Uh, then I went to work for the government for a short period of time. And then I found myself down here in Florida, and um, I went back to school, became a video producer, mm-hmm. because music wasn't paying. I didn't want to go back to architectural engineering. I, I became a DJ for a while, made a lot of money as a DJ, but that's another story. That's a long story. Yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> yeah. No, but, and then I, that's how I put myself, as a DJ, that was how I put myself back through school to become a video producer. That's good. Yeah. So from the creative side, you know, what's the big, you know, the big dream that hasn't been achieved yet? I still want to be a rock star. Still want to be a rock star. I still want to be a rock star, but nobody wants to look at me anymore. I mean, <laughs> you know, rock stars are young and good looking. Me, I'm old and good looking. Well, but now you got all the bands that were young and good looking uh, how many ever years ago that are now like in their 70s that. Uh, yeah, they're even older than I am. <laughs> yeah, that still make a lot of money as rock stars. But, but, I mean, and the thing is that I have learned over the years by doing business and by being in the music industry. I mean, I got screwed royally in the music industry before. That's why I got out. But now I have a better head on my shoulders and things are different. So I have a recording studio, a video studio. I have all the equipment I possibly need. I have a great marketer. I even have a great promoter. I've got, I know the people. I have all the contacts. I've got everything I need. But musicians can be the flakiest people in the world. (laughs) I have all this to offer, and I'm a really good bass player too. So I know what I'm doing, um, as well as a good engineer. But I I just don't get it. I have all this to offer (laughs) and a good band. But musicians are flaky. I, I, I don't know not how else to put it. Huh? Some musicians are flaky. Okay, not all musicians. I take that back. I'm making a general statement. Yeah, there, yeah I, I take statement. that back because I'm not flaky. So, okay, maybe a little. But <laughs> there are a lot. To, let's just put it this way. For some reason, I keep going to the places where I keep meeting those. <laughs> but I'm working with some really good musicians too. So. Yeah, have some great musicians. I have, yeah, more with some really. I mean, the so. band I have together now is great, but yeah. you know, my guitar player is on loan. You never know. Yeah, never say never. That's true. Act as I mean, if. he is. A, he is a good friend. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, he's a very good friend. It's just that act he as has. If. He has different ideas about what he wants to do, though. Act as if. As if. Okay. Act as if. Okay. So, if someone wanted to, you know, someone was creative like you, and. Mm-hmm thought they wanted to be an entrepreneur, what would be like the first tip you might give them in For, entrepreneurship? Find a good partner that likes to do business, that knows the business side. Because if you're the creative side, there's a good possibility you may not be so, so well-rounded that you could do the business as well. 
I mean, you could, you could do the creative and you could do the business. But the problem is when you have one person doing both, then you're dividing your time, you're dividing your brain power. <laughs> so you're getting half the work done because then you have to go out and you have to sell the work. But if you have someone that's a good business partner that can do the business side while you create the product, that's a match made in heaven. Um, it really is. Um, I run into issues all the time where I'm very, I'm, I'm creating something. The video is coming out. Oh my God, I've been, I, I slept on it and I woke up, I have this great idea and I'm going to town and I'm like, finally, the, finally, the idea came to me. And Allison's like, we have a meeting in five minutes. I'm like, what? Because I get so into my work, sometimes I actually forget what it is that I, that I might have a meeting because I'm in my work. That's why I have to set little alarms to go off five minutes before. But she comes in, I'm like, oh, I gotta finish this. We have to have this meeting. Then we have our meeting, then I go back to the work and it's like, I have totally forgot, I totally lost my flow. Now the video is gonna sit there and I'm gonna go start on something else for a while because my mind has gone to this instead. It's, it's hard when you have to do it all. You gotta have, you gotta have, a left brain and a right brain person, because if you are both, you're just gonna do half of everything you have to do. I don't wanna split down the middle. Well, if you split it down the middle, you're still doing half of what you have to do. No, not necessarily. I think it just depends. You're just more on the right side, the right brain side. But when I take the test, I'm barely right. As I've taken the, that left, right test many times. And it and, and the thing is- You lied. But, no, nope. <laughs> Because I know what I need to do for business. I know what I need to do to grow a business. I know all that stuff. But I learned a long time ago, if I concentrate on that, I'm not gonna be able to create because I can't go back and forth. Maybe some people can, I can't go back and forth. I have to stay in this zone or in this zone. I can't jump from zone to zone. I get, I get you see how I get, I get stressed out. Mm -hmm. I, I crawl inside, I, I need, I <laughs> complain that I need a vacation where we like different types of vacations. To me, a vacation is, in general, going to the beach, getting a hotel on the beach with glass sliding doors so I can hear the ocean when I sleep at night and have a tiki bar and a pool over here off this balcony and the beach off this balcony. I just wanna be there with my guitar, my laptop, write some music, go have some drinks, lay on the beach, maybe have Allison there for you know, nighttime activities, because, you know, without her <laughs> snoring, I can't sleep. Um, Funny. <laughs> yeah, Funny. but her idea of a vacation is get up six, <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning, wherever you are, and go see the sights and go do this and go do that. <laughs> I like to go places I haven't been. I like to see new cultures and new people and new architecture and things like that. So when I go places, most of the time, yes, I am going to see something as opposed to just sit there. And I don't mind going to see things. You know, wake up, you know, about 10, 11 o'clock and go see something. And the day's over. Yeah, see, see that's this is it. where we just differ. Yeah, okay, I say 10 o'clock. Actually, I wouldn't sleep that late. I, I mean, if I sleep late, it's maybe 9 o'clock. I did sleep to 10 recently, <laughs> but that was an accident. That was, a, what was it? it was a, that was NyQuil. <laughs> the accident of NyQuil. But that's one of our greatest, well, our differing points is that I'm an early morning person, but then I'm- I'm an early morning I'm person done. too. Once the sun starts going down, which is why I don't like this time zone right now that we are in. Um, even though I do like the earlier morning part of it, but um, I don't like the getting dark at whatever time it gets dark nowadays. Uh, 5.30, I guess it is. I'm an early morning person too. I'm an earlier morning person than you are. 
well, he stays up until the early morning and then he goes to bed at like three this morning was when he came in and woke us up. See, I'm up woke early some of than us she up. Is. So, but then my alarm was I didn't wake you. It's the dogs. I come upstairs. Oh my God, they went crazy. <laughs> we have four dogs. Yeah, four and dogs. And they were in bed already. And so they started like hearing him coming up the stairs and getting excited instead of just staying in bed and sleeping. The dogs were getting excited, not me. Yeah. So, but it so as we start to wind down here. So wind down. Yeah. Not wine it down. Wine. Uh, I, I thought we were gonna have down. a wine down. No, we're not doing a wine down. Okay. <laughs> you want a glass of wine? I have wine in the other room if you'd like some. But I'm not really. You know, I, I'm not really a wine person. I'd so. rather have vodka and yeah. something. And vodka martini. And I don't. I don't drink so. Kettle um, one. Water for me. But as we start to wind down, if you were gonna give one tip to an entrepreneur, or someone that wanted to start a business, so not necessarily a creative person. Because I know you gave that tip a minute ago, but if you were going to give one tip to someone that maybe wanted to start a business um, that you've learned along the way, maybe you did, you had early success with, or maybe you didn't have early success and you kind of realized that, hey, I need this, what would that tip be? Hmm. First thing, know what it is you want to do. Don't just go into something because, oh, you want to start your own business. Find something you have a passion for because you're going to work harder than you will at any other job. If you have an, your own business and you want it to be successful, you will work harder, at least in the beginning, than you will working for someone else. So you better have a passion for it because you're not going to be getting paid for it in the very beginning, most likely. So you need something that will keep you going so that you can get to the point of getting paid for it. And when you can get paid for doing what it is you really like doing, it's so much better than going to a job and working for someone else doing what they want you to do to make their life better. So they may pay you something to make their life better, but it's about them. Whereas if it's your own business, it's about you. So make sure you have a passion for it. And then... Very, very important. Find a mentor, somebody that's done it before, somebody that's, and not just somebody, various mentors. Get, get advice from anyone that's been where you are. It may be a different business, but it's still a business concept. And listen to them. And Find the right mentor, though. Don't try to act like the smartest person in the room. Ask questions. Go in there and allow yourself to be the naive person, naive kid, whatever it is, and ask questions. And don't go and talk to a group like you're the greatest, like, yes, I can do this, I can do that. Go there and ask questions and find a group of people that know more than you do and learn from them so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And don't, don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't stand in your own way. Like, it took me a long time to realize that, okay, Allison's almost as smart as I am. <laughs> And it took that me a smarter, right? long time to realize that and accept that. Okay, so she's smarter than I am. It took me even longer to realize that. So she is very smart when it comes to business. And I had to learn to, to well, here, what I just said, learn from those that are, that are, that are smarter than you or, or have done what you've done. But it took a while, but I realized that she's a better business person than I am. And I had to back off and let her make decisions that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I saw that they were the right decisions. And I felt they were the right decisions. 
Don't be hard-headed. Listen to others and put your ego aside. Don't let your ego work against you. Let your ego work for you. I think that was three tips. As for one, I got three, so I got a bonus. Two bonuses. Hey, look, you're learning from me. That's because I'm smarter than you. Um, why, is, but, why is Lauren smiling? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the Dream Plan Stark Row show today. Well, you're welcome, but I'd have to be here anyway. <laughs> if I'm not in front of the camera, like I said, I'm behind, behind the, camera. the camera. That's right. But now you get to be in front of the camera too. And you said you like to be in front of the camera. So yeah, performing, not talking. This this, this is, is a performance. We could do a whole oh. comedy routine. Okay, I'm going to sing Ave Maria. Is it Ave or Ave? Ave Maria. Ave. I'm going to sing Ave, Ave Maria. Are you ready? I'm not going to sing it. No, I'm going to sing it. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd love me. You love me to make a fool of myself on I TV, love, right? That's my one of my favorite songs. So that's why I said that. Well, I thought maybe you do it. What's well. my favorite song? My very oh, favorite imagine song. Imagine by yeah. the Beatles or John Lennon. Yeah. So see, I got it right. But we digress. So We normally do. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for coming to the Dream Plan Stark Grow show today. Again, my name is Allison Turner. I'm the founder of Batcat Media Group, which is home of Dream Plan Stark Grow. If you have any questions for me, uh, go to dreamplanstarkgrow.com. You can set up a complimentary consultation on that site. <laughs> hey, are you, like, giving me rabbit ears or something? No, I just put my arm back there to stretch. Uh-huh. Um, you can set up a complimentary consultation or send me a message at success at dreamplanstarcrow.com. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week. And if you need to reach me, just reach me through Allison. She is my personal secretary. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.